The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Welcome to the Faith Debate. Thank you for spending part of your Sunday morning with us here on News Radio 930 WFMD. We're online at WFMD.com. You can also hear this show not just on the AM, but on the FM at 99.9 HD2. I'm Troy Skinner. I've been hosting this Faith Debate show for about 17 and a half years now. Started when I was three. And I'm joined this week by, it, it's not a sin to lie like that, is it? Maybe I might have to <laughs> repent later. Uh, Imran Razvi and Daniel Razvi are on the show this week. We are sons, David Forsey. So one of us will have to talk in a really deep voice for portions of the show today. I can't even get as deep as him when I want try to. Like, it's yes. impossible. He does right? it so effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, it just comes to him naturally. Anyway, um, you can, I don't know if I mentioned this or not already, so I will now in case I didn't. Uh, Householdoffaithinchrist.com is probably the easiest, best centralized place to get in touch with all of us. But I do want to give a shout out to a, uh, a parachurch organization ministry that the Rasbys established years ago, um, Conquered by Love Ministries, and their website is conqueredbylove.org. Can check them out. And actually, I haven't mentioned this to you guys yet, but I, I want us to uh, take some time talking about the kinds of things that that particular ministry uh, focuses on and, and, and do a series of faith debate shows on that. So we can talk about that more later. They're learning about it as you are. See how right. that's the well-oiled machine that we are around here. So this week, we started to touch on it a little bit the last couple of weeks, just as a side. So we didn't really go deep on it. Um, but last week, we were talking about truth. And related to truth, I mean, a lot of the stuff and the debates about what's true, what's not true has to do with the whole COVID narrative and all things related to COVID. And if somebody doesn't agree with what you're saying, then you're a conspiracy theorist. And if you don't agree with them, well, then they're a conspiracy theorist or they bought into a conspiracy. Or um, So we got businesses requiring masks, even sometimes when the government's not telling them they have to require the masks, which is interesting. Uh, or possibly even requiring the shots and asking for some sort of documentation to show that you've gotten the shots. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were doing temperature checks all the way back in 2020. Um, and, and the, well, go ahead. And a, lot, a lot of it's not even consistent. I mean, there's a sporting event I was hearing about where they had three lines. They had one line for people who had vaccines, had vaccination cards. They could go in without being checked. They had another line for people who had a proof of a recent negative test, and they could go in without being checked. They had a third line for people who didn't have those. They could do a rapid test. But if you... And there was one guy who had his vaccine card that went to test it, and he went in the rapid test line and got a positive result and turned right back around and went to the vaccine line and didn't get checked, and he was allowed in. So it's not really logical at this point yeah, either because no. Makes no if sense. you're vaccinated, you can carry the thing and so on. So a lot of it is really just driven by fear and emotion. Well, I have a friend who's sick uh, and went to get the test. And by the way, the tests, you know, uh, sometimes I wonder if they could test a term turnip and it would test positive possibly. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it is what we, it is what it is. As they say, it, it's what we have to work with. Right. And so she was sick. She is sick. And so she went to get tested and she tested positive for COVID. And so she informed her employer that she was sick. So she, you know, she'd have to be out for 10 days because that was their policy. But of course they're shorthanded. A lot of people left because they didn't want to live by the policy of getting the shots, so they have fewer employees on staff now, and so they need all hands on deck as often as possible. And they said, you know, well, how sick are you? <laughs> and she said, well, I'm sick. I mean, my nose is running. I got a sore throat, a fever. I'm, I'm you know, achy, whatever. I'm, I'm not feeling well. I, I, I'm, I'm, well, you know, you got the, you, you got the shot. So tell you what, uh, you can come back to work in five days. 
instead of 10 days. What if I'm still feeling sick in five days? Oh, don't worry about it. You got the shot, so it's fine. Come in. With symptoms. Wow. So to your point, it makes no sense. But anyway, on this business thing, I want to start here because this might be the whole show possibly. And if not, I've got some other uh, you know, <laughs> uh, cannonballs uh, ready to fire. It's been very common. And to be honest, it's where I've been most of my adult life. But I'm questioning myself a lot more in recent years, like reexamining why I've landed, where I've landed on some things. The business wants to require vaccine passports or they want to do temperature checks or what have you. They want you to make sure you stand, you know, six, eight feet apart, whatever it is. Um, a common response from people who would probably ideologically agree with the three of us most of the time because it's kind of a libertarian kind of a response. Is, well, you know, it's their business. They, do they can they do whatever they want. <laughs> And boy, that just feels wrong to me suddenly. <laughs> and so I'm not sure that there's a biblical case be made that because it's their business, they can do what they want. What do you guys think? Before I go off any further on that, what do you, well, what's your first well, be, before we Before we answer, and we need to answer the biblical thing, just from, as, a, as a lawyer's perspective on, in the Constitution, there is a difference between a business voluntarily making a rule, no shirt, no shoes, no service, for example, and the government putting pressure on the business and saying, you, okay, well, we won't mandate it, but if you do this, we'll give you extra tax credits or we'll make your life easier or we, if you don't do it, we're going to audit you more. We'll have more inspections. So the government can put a lot of pressure, whether there's an actual mandate or not, that makes the businesses feel like it is in their best interest to do these things. Right. So and that is a little bit different. Now it's the government doing it instead of the business. And even if they don't put that kind of pressure, if they have put the – Fear of COVID in somebody so much so with all the media outlets saying it that the business owner is afraid for their life. That's almost the same thing because the government has put that pressure on right. it in, in the same vein. But, yeah, as, as, far, as far as a biz- biblical perspective, there are objective truths in the Bible. There is objective right and wrong. You don't just get to, get to decide as an individual or as a business owner, hey, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. Well, you have to follow God's law. And that includes, for example, you can't decide – on, in the in the biblical law that, oh, I'm a farmer and I don't want the poor people to glean the edges of my field. You don't get to decide that. They get they have to <laughs> glean the edges of your field. That's what the Bible says, right? So it's not like, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm the farmer. I get to do – well, no, God has rules for what to do, but he also has you know rules for the people that are gleaning that you can't do certain things. So I think – in America, a lot of times where we we have the tendency, oh, it's my freedom, it's oh, it's America, it's it's my my liberty, my freedom. Well, no, it's it's God. God gave you all these things, and He gave rules and regulations around how you use what He's given you. Now, there's not a whole lot of of Bible verses that deal with masks, for example. Although there is one, it says if you're a leper, you should cover your upper lip. So if you're symptomatic, if, you, if you're going to make people sick, then you should be staying away from them and doing your best not to make them sick. So there are some Bible verses that deal with that, but uh, there's not a whole lot that deals with like businesses and what they should require. Yeah, I think the principles are there, though, and that's what I'm right. hoping we'll, we can talk. Do you want to ch- jump in at this point? Because so, you and I might have some, a, a lot of alignment here. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is this kind of how you've been thinking for years and years, or have you kind of come into where you're thinking about this over the last two or three years? Like. More, more. Uh, I've kind of, I kind of still feel like a business can do whatever they want, and in at least in America, there's a legal right for them to do whatever they want, and they can refuse service. But 
the person can also refuse to, to shop there and, and yeah. so on. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing a lot. And so here's, here's I'm, I'm, this is a work in progress. All right? This is not a well-formulated uh, view on my part. Yeah, very dangerous. I might listen back to this in 10 years and be like, oh, my gosh, what were you saying? Why did you put that out there? But I'm just, you know, being transparent. So we would say that let's say you own a restaurant and somebody who comes in with a skin color you don't like you say, sorry, I'm not going to serve you. We would say, you can't do that. I would not say that. You That's would not say that. an extremely controversial point of view. Uh, I, think I would say the Bible I think would, it's go, wrong would be against and it's us evil that. for the business to say that. Right, which is why you shouldn't be allowed to do it. I think in the, from a biblical perspective, no, they shouldn't. In, as far as in a, in a um, constitutional perspective, there's really no, nothing preventing that. If that's true, then the Constitution is an ungodly document because we have rights and liberties and freedoms for one reason only. Why do we need freedom and liberty? So that we can go about our business of fulfilling our responsibilities. We have responsibilities before God, and we need the freedom to do it. And so if anybody's going to squash my freedom to do what God tells me to do, and part of what God tells me to do is to go out and work and feed my family, right? Earn a living so I can feed my That's my responsibility. As, sure. And so if, if there's going to be rules in place that are going to keep me from being able to do that, that's an ungodly rule. It should be rejected, should be fought against. That's why fascism is, is dangerous and bad and ungodly. So I don't I think it's right for a restaurant to say no. And so I, now, I agree with you. It's not right for them to do that. So, 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 Troy, what about a swimming pool that is women's only and they don't want men there because of modesty and stuff, and so they refuse service to a man that wants to come and swim? No, I think things can be, I would say, a more dramatic thing that's been in the news in recent years than even that would be, you know, the cake bakers who don't want to decorate a cake for, you know, a, um, a ceremony that's going to recognize two same-sex individuals coming together in what they would call a marriage. They're saying, I can't do that because I'm putting my artistic, you know, sign and seal on this. I'm, I'm not going to serve you that way. But they have the right to refuse it because God would tell them not to do that. And, and they actually say right? this is a country are... based on English common law, which originally it was, right? It was influenced strongly by English common law. And English common law was deeply steeped in biblical law. Mm-hmm. Then the biblical principles are really when, we, when you get rid of the Bible, you lose English common law. You use the Constitution. <laughs> you lose all the case law leading up until now. Everything's a living, breathing document. You can make it mean whatever you want. And there's no standard. But if the standard is God and his expectation, that, that clarifies everything for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But in that situation, well, in, in, the, in the cake baker situation, they actually said you can pick any cake that's already made on a display or you can buy it. We're just not going to make a specific cake for you to celebrate homosexuality because that's against mm-hmm. my religion. So they weren't refusing service to them. Okay? They were refusing to do it specifically because of artistic value. Now, on the swimming pool thing that I just said, if it's a women's only swimming pool so women can feel comfortable and not be ogled and not have to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Why I, would you refuse service to a man? Because then you aren't you being yeah, discriminatory? But, no, 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 but you're the, refusing service to half the population. That's kind of... But the point there, though, is that the motive for that sort of a rule is one of modesty and respect for women so they're not being ogled. You want to protect them. And we are called to protect the weaker vessel, if you will. And so I'm so the, totally fine. So that's why, we should, have, why so, we should have separate bathrooms for the same reason. So the motives matter. And that's where, as a Christian, you can be consistent and say the motives matter, but the motives need to be Christian in nature and biblically based. Right. Right. If you don't have a Christian foundation, that's where you get things like, oh, well, you know, I'm a racist. And so I say 
I have certain motives for not wanting those people in my shop. Okay, well, that's your own motives. And, and as somebody who is not a believer, the only real logical answer you can give to that is, well, well I guess that's your opinion. Then nothing I can do about it. But God does have something to say about these things, and that's why it's it's really important. And because we got to remember, you know, the the founders of this country uh, were overwhelmingly, you know, weaned on the Bible. They learned how to read probably by reading Scripture. Sure. You know, they uh, the people, the framers of the Constitution, they were the generation that was, you know, right on the heels of the first Great Awakening. I mean, it's a it, culturally things were so different, and they even warned us today. Like you know, this is this form of government is only for a godly people. You know, people who are going to respect the Bible and God. Otherwise, this is not going to work. And and, and we, that's why when we try to export it to other countries, it doesn't work. Right. And and they they didn't intend for us to have freedom of all religions. It was freedom of different denominations of Christianity. That was the design and and belief of the founders. And so I think when you we freedom have to worship the one God is what it was. It was not freedom to have any religion right. you want. Yeah, right. right. And so if you have that um, that mindset, then you are going to have consistency with what types of services you do and don't provide as your business. Um, and, I, and I think all of those restrictions, if you go, if you're going to have restrictions in your business of who you serve, it needs to be based on the Bible. That really is the only reason you can you can base that. So I started out by saying we wanted to talk about you know, COVID and the conspiracies and stuff, and we took a little bit of a, a planned uh, detour to talk about the business question. I don't know if we have a whole lot more to say. I think we've all said what we want to say, and we, I think we mostly kind of agree, and where we agree to disagree, we can pick that up some other time. But getting back to the, the COVID stuff for the last half of today's show, uh, we've dealt with um, a lot of uh, misdirection where things are purported to be true, put forward as true, a particular narrative. I'm not, talk about, I'm not talking about the facts per se, but the spin. In the old days, we would call it spin. Today, we call it, well, it's the truth. <laughs> and you can't yeah. question it. And you can't question it. And so we're not allowed to question things like, you know, some people are concerned about the so-called migrant crisis. Is there really a crisis or not? And what's the, well, you're not allowed to. You have to welcome the sojourner no matter what. It becomes an argument. And if you say anything otherwise, well, then you're just, you know, a bigot or something like that. Um, early on, we were told that the, uh, you know, the Wuhan flu, as people were calling it back then, uh, began at a wet market. And uh, there it seems like there's zero reason to think that that's true now. Uh, but that was the prevailing. And if you said anything to suggest that there was something not true about that, that it happened in the lab and something like that, like, oh, you're just trying to blame the Chinese people and you're going to cause all sorts of, of hatred against American Chinese people and it's going to be horrible. Um, and then they've conflated, you know, they've changed and they've conflated things. So now it used to be people died with covid but have you noticed they've subtly changed that? They don't say that people have died with COVID. Now they're saying they died from COVID, even if they didn't die from COVID. They were more careful. With it, but now they've just shifted a little bit. Uh, and they were, you know, they used to be a case. Uh, when somebody was sick, they were a case. If you had a case of the flu, you had a case of pneumonia, you had a case of cancer, whatever, you know, it, it meant you had it. But then it was, well, we're going to count test results, which you may not even have any symptoms. And so then cases stopped being illnesses right. and then for for a long while they said that you should not wear a mask ever and then it I mean, unless you're in the hospital working and then it was oh everybody needs to wear masks and then later some some studies came out saying maybe masks aren't that helpful unless there's certain kind and worn in a certain way 
And then, you know, pe- people pushed back and said, oh, don't follow those studies. Now we wear two masks. And so there, there's a lot of different conflating. And here's, here's my take. And I want to get your response after I uh, give you my hot take. So the things we've already mentioned, and you throw out there all the controversy about treatment, particularly, you know, early treatment approaches, you know, the, the degradation of hydroxychloroquine and uh, ivermectin uh, as, a, as a horse paste, um, people, you know, people who want to tout the, the value of using vitamin C and vitamin D saying like, what are you, a witch doctor? You think vitamins are going to solve it? Um, you go to the hospital and they try to force remdesivir on you, even though it has the most pathetic um, track record ever. Um, and then all these requirements for the mass that don't work, in my opinion. I mean, the, the, the data seems clear that they're not make, having any positive effect. In fact, you can make an argument they're having a negative, a net negative effect. With all that said, here's my hot take. I think the Christian message should be, love your neighbor, take off your mask, <laughs> reject the injections, homeschool your kids. Hear, hear. Because all I'm hearing from the big voices in the big inv- evangelical world, some people call it Big Eva, is love your neighbor. Put on the mask. Do is what it, the government says. Is it that big of a deal? It's such a small gesture. To, you know, if it's going to make your if you make your neighbor feel more comfortable wearing the mask, love your neighbor and wear the mask. And I'm like, well, if it's if it's such a small gesture, how about the small gesture of taking it off so I can diffuse the atmosphere of fear? Hmm. I can let people breathe actually fresh air for a change and stuff. But not many people are saying that. And you agreed right away, which is encouraging, but. What's the downside to that sort of love your neighbor argument? Is is there one? There is a biblical basis for being careful when you're sick and not spreading it to others, keeping your distance, keeping your face covered, all of that. For when you're symptomatic or when you've been exposed to something like that, there's biblical basis for that. But there's not a biblical basis for having the fear run run your life and to be all um, concerned about uh, you know the 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 religion of COVID, which has become much of a religion now. You have to and sacrifice to the altar of absolutely. triple masks it's or it's a cult, triple vaccine or whatever. I've heard and, people call it the cult of COVID, Stan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. So particularly in the church, now if somebody wants to wear the mask, fine, whatever. But to be honest, if there's somebody I know, I'm going to try to talk to him and say, look, you don't even understand how much damage that mask is doing. It's not protecting you the way you think it is. Because you think it's protecting you somewhat, and it's not. Uh, the data would seem clear on that. I know that anybody who listens to this that uh, is, is a consumer of the mainstream narrative thinks I'm an idiot right now. Okay, that's fine. You can, you can think that. I, I know for a fact you thinking I'm an idiot, you're wrong on that one. Um, but the churches, fine. If you want to wear a mask, I'll talk to you about it. But I'm not going to make you wear a mask to come worship God. Like, where's the biblical precedent for that, to it, put some sort of requirement on somebody to come to worship God. It's actually evil to cover your face and worship God. That's worshiping Satan. And there's several places you can even look that up and, and show that. That is absolutely unbiblical to worship God with your face covered. Hmm. I haven't heard that argument yet. I like that. I'm going to have to look that there's particular. A, there's a lot of occult, occult rituals that involve covering your head and hmm. your face, standing six feet apart from each other. Yeah. And, in a circle. And, I've begun and to joke and say we have to stand six, six, six feet apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is definitely a, a, a cult. That's what they've been doing for years and years and years. And we're doing that in the mainstream and, now. And there's, and there's a lot of, speaking of conspiracy theories, there's a lot of people that say, oh, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And, and what I would say to that is it, it, 
I don't think the, this vaccine is is the mark of the beast. I think I think that it's certainly a dry run to get the population used to the idea that you must do what the government says in order to be allowed to transact in the economy. And I think that's something that when people get desensitized enough to that, that's when something like the mark can happen. Uh, and that's that's a problem. And I, I think maybe we 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 have some different views of eschatology, which we can yeah, but someday. yeah, but but I don't I don't disagree with you know desensitizing against you know the government imposing things for you to be able to buy and sell and all that sort of stuff. It seems not just reasonable; it seems true, <laughs> right? It just is. It seems. But it all comes back to what we talked about the last couple of weeks: is the truth. What is the truth? See, the people in power are in, are imposing their truth, which is not true, on the public. And to give you, how much time do we have? Um, just a couple of minutes. Okay. To give you a real life example, um, our family had, you know, realized before it was mainstream news that hey, this COVID thing is coming to the U.S. and we didn't know anything about it, how dangerous it was, how contagious it was. It was a lot of things from overseas uh, news that we were hearing. We're talking about January 2020, yeah. like B- before before, before the. Right, before, yeah. the, before the media and the, the I remember US. that season well. Before the media in the U.S. even talked about talked about it, yeah. other countries were talking about it, and we heard about that. The so, only person in America talking about it at the time was Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So we actually decided to, hey, let's make masks because we're going to need them, and we created a business and we made masks. We were taken off of all the platforms. We could not sell masks because yep. uh, Fauci said no masks are needed. So. Amazon took our mask down. Wow. Um, eBay, Etsy took our mask down. eBay, eBay took, took our mask down. And we even we even posted them on a conservative um, platform, like a competitor to Amazon, a very small website. And not only did that get taken down, they got deplatformed by their credit card processor saying, you're selling medical inf- misinformation to wear a mask. This was before uh, you know, it became cool to wear masks. And everybody, you know, and, and there, it wasn't like you could buy them in the store because they was, everything all sold out. Yeah, I... From my point of view, it was never cool to wear masks, <laughs> for the record. But right. at that point, we didn't, we didn't know how dangerous it was. Right, no, yeah. So we figured it. We well, yeah, we they provide. were saying like a 5% death rate, they were saying at the right. time. So some, we could provide a service. Sources were saying 20% which death Which is yeah. like, you know, that's like half the planet dies right. kind of death rate, 20%. Right, right. so, so we, were, we were trying to provide a service to people, and we were not allowed to, because the people in power had decided on a different truth, which was not true at all, and shut it down. And my thing is, in this country where you can do whatever business you want so long as it's legal, when when did making masks become illegal? It's not a drug. Right. There's no legislation against masks, but the platforms, the the paying platforms, they shut people down. But you saying that you got shut down by all these things, you must be a conspiracy theorist. They're saying that they targeted you. Why would they want to target you? But they're not targeting you, right? They're targeting anything that distracts from whatever the narrative they're trying to push Absolutely. is, no matter how big or small you are. And, and just to, so Etsy, for example, took us down, and then we finally were able to get them to re, when we, we wrote once a whole long Fauci, on, No, once Fauci decided that masks were okay, that we needed to have wear masks. Then all these places. So on March seventeenth, all yeah. of a sudden, well, we had, and we were, and we were one of the first because we actually had the listing ready. But within the week, there were thirty-five thousand separate sellers on Etsy making masks. Well, you know, and we they have, were out. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, there. You, I mean, another. I mean, I hear so many of these kinds of anecdotal personal stories, and it just reinforces what I know to be true. And what do I know to be true? I said, love your neighbor, and I listed some things. You know, you want to really love your neighbor? Study God's Word. Absolutely. Give your life to Christ. You, yeah, you study God's Word. You come to know Jesus Christ. You, 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 you rec- will know the truth. You repent from your sin. You recognize what righteousness really is. You understand that there is a hope and a future and that there is a maker who has a plan for your life. 
and that all of that is centered on the cross. It's all possible because of what Christ did on the cross. That change, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And I mean, history bears that out, right? I mean, the last 2,000 years of, I mean, even our, our, uh, even our, our time, our, our marking of the years is marked by that event. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up till next week. This is the Faith Debate. Imran and Daniel Rasby. I'm Troy Skinner. Thanks so much for listening. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from right now. God bless.